one. So now we should be recording the way we're used to recording. I see uh, the clock. The the only exception that would make it different this time um, is that I think I think we all have wine in hand, mm. red wine to be specific. Dude. I'm not recording the video this Jace, time. You have wine. Uh, I here, let me. I Jace started with the bottle. I thought he was going to just dr- hey. drink straight from the bottle, but I he feel like Jace and I have the same uh, four dollar glasses from World Market. I, I ordered these actually uh, specifically for wine dads. I I didn't realize I don't have any wine glasses, so you drink out of a solo cup normally. I did, Is that I, how you... I, actually, the last time I had <laughs> wine, I drank it out of a solo cup. Absolutely. Uh, these are these are nice. Uh, I believe these are nice anthro. Okay. Wine glasses that I got for We've my run... lovely bride as a Christmas gift last yeah. year. We've run through the anthro a few times. Bought some um, stuff. But they're really nice. I'm, I did become a little bit of a glass nerd through being a beer nerd, and I, I really like these in that you can really penetrate them with your nose. Oh, penetrate uh, that thing. I've never searched for that. That's But, yeah, this one is uh, kind of shaped for red wine, apparently, and it kind of mm-hmm. has the same whole scene. You know, it's got a little bit of a oh, – the top guys. is narrower than the, than the body, guys. whereas the white wine glass seems to maintain the same aperture. Oh, there you go. Through to the top. Do you guys... So. I know that we're just starting this wine journey together on the podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, do you have a preference between the white wine and or the red wine? Previous... So, um, n- this new journey notwithstanding, previously, I if I were to ever uh, dip my toe, as they say... It was probably going to be with a white wine, probably something that still had like a nice acidic oakiness to it. Uh, your Pinot Grigio. Oh, a little Pinot Gris. That's what we call um, it. <laughs> your Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Savi. We call that a Savi. Savi B. Um, but it may be a Riesling here and there, although those can be a little cloying sometimes. Oh, yeah. Big a little time. cloying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I would, you know, previous to, uh, Jan one, I would have told you, yeah, if I'm going to drink white wine on the rare occasion that that, ha- or drink wine on the rare occasion that that happens, it would have been a white, I would have gone with a gringo, but you know, I, now but I don't, now I don't know if red I'm, man. I don't know if I'm blowing my load too early here, guys. I don't know if we wanted to lead into this or, uh, uh, tread slowly here, but now... Hey, we teased this and then we blew it last episode, so we gotta yeah. jump right in with both feet. People have been waiting for this. Damn. I would say I am squarely in the red wine, maybe not red wine, but uh, Cabernet Sauvignon is touching all the right spots. Molly and I split a bottle on December 31st, uh, split, split our first bottle, and I believe... Since December 31st, we are on our fourth bottle. All right. Splitting together. Okay. Um, in the, what is that, two weeks now, I guess? Solid two weeks? I think I've had four total beers. Uh, I I didn't have a beer for like a week. But Gosh. the other day, it was it was a Saturday. It was, a, what was it, Sunday? Got up to like 65. 
and I was uh, taking all Christmas down inside and outside. That's made a about beer 76 activity. trips up, up and down the attic, and I just I was parched, Jason, and I was were in you, the garage fridge, and we didn't have any water out there. So were you nude? Was not nude. It, I mean, it was. It felt nice outside. I think it would have been a a little uncomfortable nude. But I understand. Not to, to mention, I was I was going front yard to to, uh, yeah. to garage, front yard to garage. I believe you can get cited for that. If uh, yeah, certainly. I don't. I know. don't think that was, we don't need that kind of attention on the Human Dads podcast. So I do love there. I do love that we have over the course of sixty nine shows that we've done, we have literally watched Brad go from extreme beer nerd. I mean, his Twitter handle is about beer. He was known as Beer Guy. Friends with beer people. He's 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 Beer Guy. And he was gone from that. We've seen the revolution or the, the, the change to, <laughs> to White Claw Guy. <laughs> White Claw Guy with a sprinkling we, of red wine. <laughs> can we just say Seltzer Guy? I, okay. So he's gone to Seltzer Guy. The summer of 21 brought me into seltzer guy i think we might be witnessing the evolution to wine guy i think we might be seeing wine guy he split four bottles of wine with his wife over and i'm gonna tell you month. what the last one i did i had the one we we finished uh before um the one we're on now that was really it, it was a right. it was a red blend with a Cabernet Sauvignon, a Cabernet Franc, and a Malbec. Oh. They split the, the your grape bill among those three uh, grapes. And mwah, I forget what the name of it is. I need to look it up. Um, speaking of looking it up, hit the intro. Human dads. 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 Welcome into episode 78 of Human Dads. I'm Brad. I'm joined, as always, by one of, if not both of the gentlemen. I'm about to say their names now. Uh, Jason Southward to my Ralph. Uh, Rylan Rowe to my Larry. There. 78. I the Leon Lett episode. Oh, it is Leon Lett. Shout out. Lovely on that. The big about cat. to embark on another Cowboys Super Bowl run, and all we have is fond memories of Leon uh, Lett and Cowboys Super Bowls. You don't get if, to say if that. I can get that moment in a month, I'll be very happy, man. I'm, I, I would oh, yeah. love, I'd love to miss the opportunity to go up fifty-eight to seventeen in in the Super Bowl. Um, 
You know what? Uh, I still think somebody needs to come out with like a buffalo chicken pizza at a pizza place. You know, you throw some buffalo sauce on there, some some chicken of some sort, some ranch, and on the menu it needs to be called fifty two seventeen. I like that. Why isn't that place that does pizza. the guy that does all the the cowboy sandwiches? What's that place called, Ryland? It's good. Coppel Deli. Yeah, they should do that there. I love Coppel Deli. I made a. Uh, it came up when Madden died. People were showing the old clip of him talking about Coppel Deli. Sorry, I need to scratch my nose. Did you guys uh, ever eat at the OG like shanty yes. dive level Coppel Deli? I have. Did not. What Did not. an institution mm-hmm. that place was. Now they've got a new a new spot on that same uh, location, uh, and it's nice and roomy and big, and it's you know it's probably really big. It, it was probably built eight, nine, ten years ago, and the food is still the same, but it just doesn't feel the same to, to know that all those legends ate in such a shit bucket of a building that made such good food was just cooler. And uh, But all that being said, go to Coppell Deli. Remember when the, the guy, the owner, uh, Jay, I can't think of his last name right now, do you guys remember him having a segment on – the regional sports report, which was Fox Southwest's 20 I, years ago answer to the 10 p.m. Sports Center, but it was regionalized. I do not remember that. Yeah, um, Kevin Frazier hosted ours, the Entertainment Tonight guy, hosted FSSW's regional oh, sports okay. report. Yeah, I remember. And uh, they would occasionally have an appearance from the Deli Man, and it was Jay from Coppell Deli. And right around that time, he had just opened – his second location, which I forget where it is now. It may be over there closer to Valley Ranch somewhere. Um, but anyway, he would do bits. And uh, I kind of miss those days. I mean, I don't miss being in college because that sucked. But, I mean, I miss those days. And the deli man on the Fox Sports Southwest that you could watch on your TV without having what? to do weird stuff on the Internet to watch it. it Jason, did you want to tell us about watching – Norm Hitzkus on HSE real quick, or do you have some TXCN fond memories that you want to? I I do, but I'll I actually do have some really good Norm uh, Mavs post game Norm uh, stories. I called in one time. I'll tell that story another time though. Um, oh, I would love to hear that. And why that doesn't fit right now? But okay, I what? called into David Hatchet extra innings uh, when I was like twelve. What uh, what's your go to at the Coppell Deli? Do you get the breakfast, Sammy? That's what I get. Every I time. would usually go back and forth between a burger and one of the one of the monster breakfast sandwiches, yeah. the stubs or the super stubs. Mm. Typically, there's something special about taking a lunch break, going to that place and having a breakfast sandwich. I know. I love a breakfast good. sandwich. Me, dude. Me. T- Let me ask you a question, okay? Because this seems to be. Here it is, us talking about breakfast food this, for the ninety seventh time in seventy eight episodes. This seems, who, who, who does it's a universal topic. This Everyone seems to be this seems to be a topic that creates some divisiveness. But on your breakfast sandwich, do you put mayo? We've talked about this before. Have we? We've brought up this exact same with this exact same context. No, I don't, I don't get out of here. Yes. I don't remember. Well, this. for our new listeners, do you if guys? If I don't remember it and Jason doesn't remember it, then the listeners don't remember it. I promise yeah. you, we yeah. have apparently, all said that mayo is good on a breakfast sandwich. Apparently, mayo and on a Ryland breakfast sandwich. And has gone right into his aioli spiel. And no. I was like, yeah, Wait, that sounds Ryland really good. Aioli? 
Oh my god! Here I don't we remember. Are. I, mean, I don't put aioli on a breakfast sandwich. I will put do, some halal, halal guys halal guys sauce on an egg sandwich though. And Which that's, one? The uh, red or the white? The what you do is you do um, like four packets of white to one packet of red because yeah. the red is so spicy. Yes, and then you mix right. that up and put that in a bottle. Um, oh, God. so apparently mayo on breakfast sandwiches is our Jerry. The owner needs to fire Jerry, the football, the GM or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know who has a good breakfast sandwich with an aioli? I can tell you with, one. Yes, with an aioli. I'll, you tell me yours. I'll, I'll tell you mine. It's a little place called Einstein's little small mom and pop called Einstein bagels. I got another mom and pop. It's called First Watch. <laughs> and I do an aioli. Yeah. On there. I think it's called the elevated breakfast sandwich. Oh, I like that place. Yeah, I do too. Can I give you guys a shout out to an actual mom and pop? Uh, he's been open in Trophy Club for about a year. He's had a storefront for maybe six months, if that. Dan's Bagels. I don't know his name right. other, than, other than Dan. But Dan is legit from New York City and makes legit New York City authentic bagels. All the different kinds. He's got locks. He's got breakfast bagels. He's got everything. I mean, this is authentic enough stuff that people line up, and on the weekends, he sells out like sometimes before nine o'clock. And that's since wrapping up his product, ramping up his production after he first opened. Like in the last couple months, he beefed it up, and then so now he sells out at like. Eleven and le- but over the holidays he sold out at like nine again. He's got breakfast like- sandwich with sausage patties and stuff. But oh, all the New York people yeah. that live here swear by it and they say it's legit. It looks like his name is Dan Graziano. Hey, from Queens. There it's you go. me, yeah. Dan, Dan Graziano. Graziano hey, let Queens. me get you a bagel. I'm from Queens, Dan Graziano. Hey, it's probably really hard for anyone listening to this unless they live really close, like in the immediate area, to get there early enough before they sell out. But if you do. Get over there. You won't regret it. It's really good. And I haven't had any in a long time. I need to. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm real tired point. of the, the whole new thing where restaurants intentionally sell out to drive. No, it's, uh, just, a, it's just a size interest. thing. It's just a size thing. Like, well, he, size you shouldn't know. matter. Well, it does, Jason. I hate to disappoint you <laughs> despite what you've been told. Size does matter. It's not an intentional scarcity thing. It's literally production. Uh, capacity it's the it's the other end of the double-edged sword that is like online review culture yeah you know like people can the potency with which you can share something now is is real strong so don't let that shit go bad for a month dan because uh quality quality control is more important now than ever yeah if you're a bagel shop in i'm sure there's not that many in trophy club there's exactly one People love bagels, and you're the only one in town. And you know, four moms and a high schooler share it. And next weekend, that turns into 16 shares. And the next weekend, that turns into 86 shares. You know, before you know it, you got a line out the door in Trophy Club. Well, all I heard was that you and I need to move over to Trophy Club and open a bagel shop. Yeah, if you could compete. Nice. I mean, these bagels are the shit. I'm just, I'm just telling you guys. It I sounds mean, like after eleven, we're gonna be slammed. You're gonna after eleven, you're gonna sell them for like ninety minutes, and then nobody's gonna want a fucking bagel. I need bagels for, for another day. eighteen hours. I need bagels for lunch and dinner. Yeah, so I would I like too, bagels. which is why I don't go there that often because. Yeah, that I could eat. I could crush a toasted bagel with cream cheese. And oh. They make they make all the the like fancy cream cheeses 
you know, in-house with like, they'll put everything seasoning in the cream cheese or they'll do like garlic and onion in the cream cheese or they'll make sweet ones with like crushed up Oreos in there. Hey, can I, can I shout somebody out real fast? This is turned into damn Green Street Brings You Buyers uh, podcast. I, I want to shout out my friend, PJ, who's a, actually he's a great listener, uh, also a dad. Uh, so PJ is, is a, he makes bread, uh, and he made some sourdough and dropped it off at my house. He also gave me some salsa and some I was very jealous jam. of those pictures, man. Ooh, does, PJ, does PJ tweet us? What does he complain about? What, yeah, what do we do wrong to he PJ? Us, no, he tweets Nothing. us all the time. He likes. He only gives, it. as far as I know, he only gives What's his screen name? Because 95% of the people that tweet us just hate us. God, he hates <laughs> all of our listeners. It's his uh, his what? screen name is I Moose. love all of them. I love them all. I'm uh, a fan of everybody. It's it's Pajamas is his name. It's uh, Moogle. Oh, because PJ. Clever PT icon, you you know him. You know him if you saw him. What's he look like? What's his, what's his what's his icon look like? Let's get in depth here. It's a little. It's I'll a little. pull up the Twitter and I'll look. His no, icon. It's, it's a little guy with red it's an hair. Avatar, and... Grandpa. His avatar. What's yeah, that icon like a, look it's like? A cartoon on there. character, maybe a Warcraft cartoon character. Oh, with a red beard. Okay. Red All beard, right. red hair. All right, I like PJ. He's a good okay. dude. I like Good dude, I I I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd like him a little bit more if some of that bread or some of that salsa would have found its way across <laughs> Jupiter. But you know, and I'm not gonna complain because you of where know, I live, I'm just, just happy I saw the pictures. Did you try? Did you make any sandwiches with it? Jason? I've been doing all toast, man. I here's the thing. I love bread so much that I love it in its in its truest form. <laughs> you don't want to sully the bread by I putting anything I'm with such, it. I, I'm just butter. I, Dude, I'm the biggest bread weirdo there is. I almost felt weird putting the jam on it because I just want to taste the bread. Like a sourdough's got that nice tang to it. It's got that little tang when you bite yeah. into it. I hear you, you don't want to lose that. You don't you wanna you wanna just experience it. Guys, can I do a shout out real quick? No. <laughs> you can, but I think our, we're obligated to complain about it first. So Yes, Brad. Well Jason you can do a brought shout out. His bread uh, sender over person, and I, it's likely that the person who sent me bread uh, is I don't know, likely it's like 50 50 if she's gonna listen. Dear friend, uh, her name's Cassie. Um, she's on Twitter, but not very active, and I forget her her avatar name. Is that what it's called, Ryland? Avatar name, Av- uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an avatar name. Yeah. Uh, she made me for my birthday last month some Parmesan black pepper bread. Oh God! That and it's like my it favorite bread that she makes because she does bring me bread a few times a year. But I think it's the best thing she does. Let me um, get in on that. Let me get in on it's that. It's awesome. I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, I'll ask her next time she's got some bread. I'll say, Hey, you want to give some to Jace? He's right across. Yeah. Right she'll... across the way there. She'll know when you say you, my name. She'll know me. You guys need to just get like a little bread circle going. You have so many good bread producers in your local region. Where did where did where did uh pajama man send you bread from? He where makes is, bread. Where does what does he call home? He makes bread in Garland, Garland, Texas. He's in Garland, Texas. He is. All right. Yeah. He, so, so it wouldn't he, have been too much freight for him to just to pop on by with another pop, loaf. Just just drive right across <laughs> Jupiter there. Could have just sent a quick DM, say, "Hey man, I'm in the yeah. area." Oh, well, now I got, he knows. I got. He makes extra. salsa. 
You said, does he do yeah. peanut butter? Does he do pe- I don't know. I'm just saying. He does jam, and this jam is the apple pie jam. It's got this, it's got that Ooh. apple spice to it. Yeah. Oh, man. man, I love apple pie flavored stuff. What's, uh, let's cobbler. go back to, let's go back wine. to wine real quick. What's, uh, here's what what's I want everybody pre- drinking. Yeah, let's do the rundown, and then I want to answer Jason's question about preference. Um, I, I, you, you know what? I, mine, mine says uh, it says California Roots Red Blend, but I it doesn't tell me anywhere what grapes are in there. Here's here's my first complaint about wine that you sometimes you have in beer, but I think beer is getting better about it. Wine is really just trying to fluff you. Yeah. If you read the label, they're just trying to fluff you instead of telling you what's what. Uh-huh. They use all of these like it's bold and expressive with a spicy earthiness from the three different grapes that we used. And you're like, just tell me what the damn grapes are so I could start to build a profile of what I like and this then one... I could start to look for that. Well, here's the thing. I think, and I don't know this to be totally true because when I've been to wineries and stuff, I'm like not, I'm like half paying attention. But I think that there is a Sauvignon grape. There is a Merlot grape. There is a Malbec 100%. Grape. That's what I'm saying. So if you buy one of those and not a blend, you know what you're drinking. You know what. Yeah. But on the blend, you should tell me what blend you used. Well, Johnny Walker doesn't tell you what they put in blue label, red label, black label, green label. So that's a, that's their fault. They should be telling me this was a, the stave barrels from 19 that it's we an upsell opportunity. In. In charcoal for 18 months, then we uh, let the Johnny Walker Blue sit in it for 36 months, and we blend it with 60% of 18 month Johnny hey, Walker. As part of us, as part of we us going through our wines, can I read you the the label? I want to read this to you. Can I guess it? No, I don't want you because you already guessed most of it. It's going to say something like an orgasm that fills you up with bold notes of so, red velvet cake. You got to say aroma in there somewhere. Yeah. Right. An aroma that Are you bangs your na- nostrils. The best ingredients yeah, for a good life are simple. Fluff. Good food, mm. good friends, mm. and good wine. Bad bitch, good weed. Crafted from premium grapes grown under the warm California sun. Our oh. red blend smooth berry. We didn't grow this in that cold sun. With hints of spice after the offer the perfect antidote to the work week oh they're they're telling you to use it in an unhealthy way I pear, love, that. Pear, love that love that per- let's just be right open with it <laughs> pairs perfectly with wild mushroom pasta and grilled vegetables now i do appreciate the food pair i do i do appreciate i that. wish they would all do that because that's what turned me on to wine where i was previously a wine doubter many years ago do you think it should have said like pairs well with anxiety and self-medication that also would be good (laughs) we should do that that should be our bit let's open up a label hey but well with lexapro and weed yeah jason we're dads so you got to tell us what grocery store did you get it at and how much did it cost um, this was a cheapo bottle, man. I want to, this is a, like a, t- like a $12 bottle or something like that is what I understand. Uh, Just gro- regular old grocery yeah, store like purchase. Yeah, like a Kroger or Tom Thumb, one yeah. of the two. I don't remember. It's been a while. Well, uh, mine. Me, tell, tell us about yours. I'll tell you about mine. Mine is, uh, a, uh, Tempranillo. Okay. Oh, a Spanish wine. And there nice. we go. Well, but it's actually from a Texas 
vineyard, purveyor, winery, whatever, purveyor, oh, whatever you want. Okay, very nice. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. You um, get the Spanish wine, no, but from you, Texas. Oh, it's Mexican. Many of us, yeah. <laughs> many of us have wives, or no, or, or no people that have wives. And if you do, or you are, you've probably known someone or been with someone to Fredericksburg, Texas. I, I am very familiar with Fredericksburg, and Texas. One of the one of the sort of My headline beers from Fredericksburg. Incredibly familiar. Yeah, one of the headline vineyards down there is Becker vineyards which have a pretty easy to recognize label in the store and i've found that they have a lot of bottles under 20 bucks that are really good and this is this is kind of almost my mosaic ipa of wines in that i almost always have one and uh it's a good go-to when i don't know what else to get and i think it's 11.99 or 12.99 but it's a tempranillo and it usually has a year on it I noticed in the last few months, the ones in the store flipped from 2018 to 2019. So I guess they hang on to them for a couple years before they ship them out. Um, but yeah, it's just a good, solid, bold red wine, which used to be the only kind of wine I liked to get to Jason's uh, question from earlier. Um, back about 10 or so years ago, Courtney wanted to visit Napa, and I was pretty much not into wine at all. Uh I was just a beer and mixed drink guy, and she set up a few tastings at places that we went to, and I found that I liked the red wines a lot and didn't really care for the whites. And so for some number of years, I always would drink a bold red wine. And then as the years wore on, you know, you go to Grape Fest enough times and you make enough laps around the tent. You know, you pay like $28 to get into the tent for 90 minutes and just taste as much wine as you can all those barriers got broken down and now I just kind of like it all. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm I'm to the point now where I don't even, I have some favorites, but like if you put it in front of me, I'll drink it and and I'll find something that tastes good with it. You know, I, I just feel fancier drinking wine. Like I, I do appreciate the, the food pairing. Like Ryland said, I like that idea. I like how it sort of, brings out the flavor in different foods. And, it definitely and, enhances it. And it's a yeah. way, if, if you have somebody that doesn't like wine or hasn't really experienced a lot of wine or thinks it's froofy or expensive, all you got to do is do something like this, find a $12, $15, $20 bottle of wine at the grocery store that you know goes good with X or Y food and say, here, do this. And then you have someone that at the very minimum, they'll like that wine, you know. That's a good point. I'm drinking a Tribute Cabernet Sauvignon uh, 2018 vintage. Uh, Mm. The year refers to the year in which the grapes were harvested, grown and harvested. We know Hmm. that. Hmm. Just making sure everybody understands. Fascinating. Uh, Fascinating. The the wine before, because I need to make an apology to uh, PJ, because I believe I uh, guffawed him. When I said that every once in a while I'll spend some extra money on a an expensive bottle, and I remember his comment was he usually goes for the, I believe fill up the six pack with five dollars each and you five dollar bottles each and you get one basically for free I think is what it is, um and and he he said that I'm spending too much money on wine, for his tastes, uh but again that was something that I only do 
every now and again. Um, the bottle I'm drinking right now was fourteen dollars. There you the go. One, That's a sweet the spot. One, the one that I really loved that I'm not drinking right now, the blend that I was talking about is called Muscota Un Anime. Oh, God. 2017, an Argentinian red blend, and it retails for 22. Yeah, my idea of an expensive bottle is like 27.99 at Kroger. I really think we're we're really going high on the hog if we do that. So I didn't get these this wine from the grocery store and it was only because I wanted I stumbled across obviously I've been searching for red wine so I'm getting served ads right and at some point I stumbled across uh that total wine will now deliver to your home what which I think is a gift of the pandemic let me get an app it is an it is a gift of the pandemic and we ordered at like 5.30 on a Friday and like 7.30 on a Friday, six bottles of wine showed up. No kidding? Yes. Whoa. And you, can, you can like pick your delivery window and I was like, there's no way this is going to work. And I picked the closest delivery window, which was like 7 to 9 o'clock. And like I said, we ordered at like 5, 5.30 and they showed up at like 7.30, six bottles of wine for somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 bucks with a ten dollar delivery fee and then you know of course because you're decent you you tip on top of that i'm not tipping shit i mean it was six bottles of wine for a hundred and some change might not be what everybody wants to do but we didn't have to leave and we got to stroll the aisles of total wine from the comfort of our couch and phone of course they don't deliver to my address sorry Neither well, do. well, the closest one is 316 Glade, so I kind of expected that. Ah, there you go. I go there quite a bit, though. I think the one that delivered to me in Richardson is actually in Plano, Jason. <clears throat> Will they deliver other stuff, like anything in the store, or is it just the I wine? didn't really try, but I'm assuming. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they'll send you anything. It's like, you can do all that now. Well, Drizzly is the app that just connects to your local specs or whatever. Yeah, I, did, I sent somebody something through Drizzly one day. I can, I'm, I'm ready for the breweries and the wineries to just be able to send it right to your door next. Because why can't they do it if if the stores can do it? Why? What's the difference here, guys? Somebody explain it to me. I'm pro business. There, yeah. That the, we already went through it with beer. It took com- what? Should five we run or this took what? Up? Six or seven years before they finally figured that out after craft beer blew up. Should we run this by Angie Chen Button? Do you think like this might be? Well, knowing as the beer nerd of the show, knowing her voting record on uh, beer to go sales directly from breweries, I can tell you she's not going to be four. God, look how angry he gets when you're. Why? Oh, I'm I'm just as angry. What is no, wrong with no, these but people? it's it's something different with him. It's like they stand up in front of crowds of people and eyes. talk about freedom. I I don't think look, that you can buy something directly from someone who wants to sell it to you. I'm not saying, they're, but they're I'm just saying. Human beings. I wonder, of Brad. Capone. I wonder if Brad would be this mad if, if Angie Chen Button was Andrew Chen Button. That's all I'm asking. I'm not. I'm asking questions. I'm not saying. L- listen, I'm just saying. I get what you're saying, and I'm telling you, no matter what, ACB's voting record would be in my sights. ACB. And now this this is an interesting question to ponder because 
one of the early proponents of even several of these. Even if she was, even even if she was a a uh, what do they call them? A they what do they call? What are the what does the right call the Democrats? Even if she was Democrat, they don't call them a Democrat. They call them Democrat. What, how do they phrase it? No, they say Democrat instead of Democratic. Yeah, even if she was Democrat. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. I'd be mad at her. You know who one of the early proponents of a lot of these these measures was? Most people who run for office and they got to find a way to pay for it don't have a disposable $400,000 to donate to their own campaign. Rylan, go ahead. To finance their own campaign. We've got to get him off this topic because he's so mad right now. she's She's a listener, dude. She's a listener. Give it a rest. Sick of ACB. She's lucky. She's lucky that I'm a soccer coach. I don't. I don't have time. Nobody should be against someone selling something to someone else (laughs) that is allowed to be sold. But you know what? Can I? Can I? Can I give you a little anecdote real quick? About um, ACB? Nope. Just about uh, being able to sell your wares as a company uh, directly to consumers. Okay. So beer has faced an uphill battle that wine was able to fight pretty uh, effectively in the 90s. And there was a gentleman with the last name. I believe his name was John Corona. I'm, I'm mm, not. I'm unfortunate. <laughs> in the year 2014. John Caronka. Wasn't he a baseball player? Uh, John something. No. Uh, running in a district that encompassed part of Dallas and let's say Irving. And uh, he was running in 2014, um, and uh, he went up against a guy by the name of Don. Don. I was leading you to this. Don okay. Huffins. Yeah, I was leading you to this. Don, Don Huffins. Don and- Huffins was one of the early proponents of the the these very laws that we all really want badly, and. Do we really feel good about Don Huffins? And we uh, well, uh. we threw our support behind Don Huffins, and he won his representative seat by, I'm not kidding, by like 150 votes. And, uh, yeah, I remember that well. He's now ready to uh, come up with like some sort of immigration force that runs the streets, uh asking for papers he doesn't promising he wants, super bowl victories he wants to be governor and and get rid of property tax just as a concept i don't mind that. hey I'm for we're, that. we're we're going on the right we're going down the right path with that that's a our property tax is bad dude have you seen his billboards now i'm not saying he's the guy to put it together i don't know if he's got it got dude. everything going on upstairs not to mention he's aligned with a lot of the values that i don't really hold but um this is a this is a cautionary tale is what it is these other these other people that are entrenched in the middle of whatever spectrum of politics that they sit on they need to realize that if they don't do things that simply make sense it will allow someone to seize on it at some point that that's the only good thing they ever do and then they just do a bunch of wild ass shit the rest of the time they're there so just be smart, people. Let, let they, people buy beer. Let people buy wine. Let people buy liquor. And then, and then, guys, let people buy weed. And everything will be fine. 
That's all we need to do in this state. Do you think? What we if you started Don selling on the show? I'm not. I don't want Duff, Don, Don Huffins on the show. I, I don't think, think he would come should. on. I think we Unless should. he would it, it, give me free consultation as to how to unseat ACB. Unbelievable. This vendetta he has. So sick of ACB. So sick of her. Every time you bring her up, all I can think about is her in the Richardson Christmas parade on the back of a... <laughs> of Mustang a, or some the shit. The back of a, a Mustang JFK style. Just waving and handing out little mini pocket constitutions. That's what she was doing. At Christmas <laughs> that's a true story. That's what she. That's what she handed out. Was little. God bless ACB. It's all. It's all such a. It's all such a performance, man. It's so, oh my god. It's such a the whole thing, is just a big performance. It's it's drama club for dorks. Do y'all ever see? Dorks. Do y'all ever see other parents? decisions or behaviors and feel pressured to change yours or do you ever think about yeah um, probably Ryland's, i can't i can't think of anything but i'm sure there's an example somewhere along the way Ryland's done that to me a hundred times since <laughs> I've known him. no question about it i don't or even do talk about ever are you ever just in like one-off situations like at a soccer game and you're like oh okay i guess that's one way to handle it and feel oh, yeah. pressured, or feel, or or feel like when you provide an a, a different answer than than another set of parents, do you feel that discomfort, or do you just think, you know, we all got our own kids, we all make our own decisions, and just move on? Well, give us an example. The one I, I'm building to one, but like uh, I'll think of an innocent one, like jason you play richardson sports or garland sports with the kids uh we've done both so for richardson soccer for kids of a certain age at the ymca it's all at the ymca here in richardson uh-huh and for the the fall league because the weather's so nice it's still summery there's a, a snow cone truck at oh. every soccer yeah. saturday situation yeah. starting at like Eight o'clock in the morning. Heck yeah, I like that. So you finish your soccer game at nine, and you know the snow cone food truck is just there on the like literally a kid if they got a hold of one could put a soccer ball right into the window. It's mm-hmm. right there on the fields, and uh, you know of course your kid's gonna ask for one every single time. The line is long. Snow sure. cones are messy. You don't want it in the truck. There's just a lot of downsides to it. I get that you should just relax and enjoy life. But you can't I, be getting sticky snow cone stuff in the RAM. And I, I I, also don't want the uniform stain, guys. Now we're playing rest of soccer season with red snow cone stain all over our it's, Tiger unit. It's not the same texture as the rest of the uniform anymore. I just no matter what you put on there, you can't get it out. I just think it's ill-placed. And I think there's probably about half to... 60% of the soccer parents that agree with me because it's not like everybody's there. There's a lot of people there, but it's, it's one thing to be like, no, you can't have a snow. F- no, no, you can't have a snow cone. Literally as you're hearing another parent five feet away from you, like, yeah, let's get some snow cones in this piece. Are you kidding me? Get everybody four of them. And so that's a, a much more innocent one in which you're like, Hey dude, could you not end zone dance with, uh, snow cones. Do you know what's tough about that? 
scenes like that is some people I'm with you because some scenarios just don't lend themselves to being that extra. And all, especially when your kids are little, everything that you have to deal with to get everybody lined up and together and get their cleats and their shin guards and the water and the thing and all your craps in the little wagon that has the wheels it doesn't turn and you're walk you're parking over here and walking to field nine and you got little little sister doesn't want to be there and blah 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 and I can tell you, me and Ryland suffer get, from the same impatient yeah. anger tendencies because <laughs> he got about four all things in in there yeah. and my my synapses just started going but you go into it uh knowing that all that is part of the equation that's part of what you accept as the uh that's in the program. It's going to happen, okay? What you don't need is a sudden, surprising, pre-10 a.m. snow cone opportunity <laughs> inserted into that. Because then that, it, it, all the stuff you just mentioned, it inserts all this extra complexity and management of sugar water and you syrup. the worst. I'm, you I'm know what? Cone. Have the snow cone that. truck drive by like the ice cream truck in the neighborhood. You can't beat that because you know why? You walk outside, you get it, you're at home, you walk it back inside, you got napkins, you got Clorox wipes, you got shop towels, you got you got stain spray, you got bleach pen, you a got dog. everything you need. You got a dog, <laughs> your cash is right there. I mean, I, we love the ice cream truck, but I would have hated the ice cream truck if it showed up at the soccer field before lunch. Just because of the extra, extra BS of having to deal with it. It's not even so much wanting or not wanting the kid to eat it you're a little kid eh, whatever you're not gonna be little you're only gonna, you're only little once it's just the logistics i i do also like to point out at the end of a soccer game you have snack duty and a, a parent brings some sort of sugared up drink some sort of salty snack and some sort of sugared up snack they get like a damn party bag at the end of every soccer game and somehow that's not enough we also got to go stand in line and pay 18 dollars for damn flavored corn syrup and ice on top of that and not to mention that line if you're on field one makes the end-of-game transition for the next team to come on a completely inconsiderate experience. Oh, that would be... I would have beef with that, too. So they've got... Yeah, I don't like it when things like that happen. It's like no one thought of it. Who approved this? Did they clear this with the league? Because I, I don't know about you guys, but when I grew up, there were benches and bleachers on the side of each field. But that's not the case anymore for nope. most of these places. You're nope. supposed to bring your own seating experience. You're supposed to show so now, off your foldy chair. Why do they yeah, do you, that? you got to bring your own canopy tent pop-up thing. And meanwhile, you've got seven, you know... Little Jadens, Cadens, Bradens, and Havens standing in line while you're trying to get your pop-up canopy so that you're not getting a sunburn at 9.30 in the morning in the middle of September. Do you know why they do that, Jason? No. So, I, I don't know if it's this way everywhere, but in a lot of places, you know, they will reconfigure the fields. You'll have a big, a big area where there's a bunch of soccer fields. Mm-hmm. And some are the big kid size, some are the medium, and some are the little kid size, and so on. And depending on season to season or even, you know, spring versus fall, sometimes they might move things around. And moving them around means that the staff that works for the entity that owns the soccer league, which is often a city, have to move the stands. And sometimes the stands sit on concrete pads, and sometimes they don't. And so if you don't have the concrete pad where the stands need to go, it's just... 
it some eventually adds some, another layer of logistics. Eventually, someone stands up in a parks board meeting and says, "We need new bleachers," and then someone else says, "Well, every time they don't have the bleachers at my field, why do they have the bleachers at your field?" And then people talk for two hours, and then finally, some idiot with a double-digit IQ says liability, and everyone just decides not to have stands anymore. I watched it happen. We ain't got stands no more. But you go to the baseball field, you got canopies, stands. Yeah, what's that about? In-seat beverage service. Man, I don't know, dude. It's just the, it's just the culture. Why? I, I don't understand why baseball is so b- much more set up than everything. Like coddled. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. It's just well, the cultural can, difference can between be the pe- people that do well, the uh, that do the sports. Baseball is America's sport for one. And yeah, but they put the they put the soccer's they put you know they put the soccer fields on like a forty five degree hill yeah. with no bleachers. Now, soccer's a commie sport. Now you, you are talking to the guy that made sure that we rehabbed and recrowned all of ours beginning systematically beginning in twenty fifteen. You're also talking to the guy that got. I don't want to go into the details, but I I've, I've done a lot for soccer. All right. Oh, as, put as that a on baseball his, lover. Put that on his resume, right? As a there. baseball I've lover, I've done a lot for youth soccer. Twenty fourteen. The Earth usually get along, and I've done a lot for soccer. Fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. I made sure there a lot was done for soccer. Look I, at I him holding his glass of wine, saying, "I did a lot for soccer." There's nothing better than this. I think if, if you would have run on that platform. It just happened as you kind of cut in and out, but you have to remember you're going to be recorded locally, so it's not, it's not going to translate. Okay, people love this. You'll, they love when we talk about sound. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. All right. Uh, the uh, the the instance, the example I was building to was if you're at a Supercross event in Anaheim, and uh, um, a lady gets a little confident and decides to bear some of her uh body, um. To the crowd. Did you get the uncensored version? Just wondering if you looked in the comments. To get the I did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I didn't. I didn't even think that there would be another. I mean, it's Twitter. I should have assumed that there would be another version, but I, I did not. Uh, the one I saw was censored with like a black bow or. I saw the bow, bow tie version. Yeah. Shape, and 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 that young. I, I don't know. She, The two women involved, I believe, were somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 to 36. One was very confident in her physique and for whatever reason decided to reveal part of herself to a pretty massive super cross crowd. Uh, super cross. One mom in the super cross crowd. Remind me to did, come again, back to that. Was not, didn't seem that old. Like, seemed no. fairly young and had Younger like, than us. Yeah, is it had like the fun out of nowhere super blonde streak in her dark yeah. hair like she looked like she's a person that probably has some fun but she was ready to to throw some hands over this other uh woman expressing herself uh by opening her shirt and i i just and i you could see a few parents with kids and i know for sure i wouldn't have been yelling at my children to be like don't look don't look shielding their eyes but i also wouldn't have been yelling at them to look and i do feel like there was a some commentary uh in the in the feed reacting to the video that like you're either a good person that would be like the kids need to never see something like this or you're a horrible de-evolution of society and all that is civil 
that you wouldn't uh, completely decry and outcast this behavior. And I was thinking, like, have just any downplay of you have any of you people ever been to like a public sporting venue anywhere? Like, I not the comments. I'm I'm telling you right now, Twitter comments on posts that are uh, as uh, popular as that one. Those are those are those are idiot conventions. Like, I I don't know why I scroll and read comments about anything anymore. It's just a documentation of how dumb people can be online, and I'm pretty convinced. 90% of those people really don't do anything or think about anything other than what am I going to say online next? So I think the real question we have to ask ourselves is about the reaction of the people there in the stands. And uh, I didn't have the sound on. I just kind of saw the lady yelling at the other lady. And then I, I kind of had the sound on. And then I scrolled through the comments for a bit and then I went on to the next thing. What, what you had was like 75% of the. 25 to 30 year old supercross dude bros being Cheering. like dude why don't you get a life nobody gives a shit about your 10 year old kid our friend leslie over here can do whatever she wants with her shirt you need to leave <laughs> and i i i tend to kind of agree to the point to where like I don't know. I guess I don't expect that much of people. And I know the Riley, you've certainly been to more Dallas Mavericks games than I have. Right. Uh, I've been to hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds. I've also sat up in the three hundreds, a numbers of number of times when I've gone, there's some characters and I, it's just not some stuff that I think of now that I want to expose my eight year old to, let alone my five year old. Too. I'm not saying I wouldn't go to a, a, a game like you do and sit where you sit or sit where you've told us you've sat before, but I don't know if we're going to sit at the roof. I sat in the, I sat in section 315 uh, for seven years. Is that right? Maybe it maybe Six it years, just has a, a way it, of finding me. It was. I would totally take my kids there. In fact, a very uh, across the aisle from me most of those years. Uh, a, a family full of kids was right across from me there for all those years. And then about a couple years after I moved out of those seats and all the kids were older and grown up, I found out um, one of them was uh, Brendan Smith, who was uh, Ben and Skins board op at ESPN for, oh. yeah, he sat, we sat, he, I was like 24 and he was like 17 with his parents, and I didn't even know it. And they were I'm just not saying, a nice, wholesome family at the Mavs game every other game. I'm not saying it I. happened every time I've gone to sit in the 300s. I'm saying if I went to sit in the 300s Supercross. And, and something happened Supercross. at a Mavs game, let alone Supercross, I am going to have about a 1% shock rate oh, leading yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to some sort of... Uh, out, outrage. Well, the only you know? appropriate thing to do in public with your kid is to downplay anything like that. That's the only appropriate thing to do. Anything other than downplaying any sort of behavior, whether it's people trying to fight each other or people yelling and screaming and cussing at the other team or something like this incident or anything on that spectrum that doesn't rise to the level of like needing to get someone arrested like a true assault or something, you just downplay it and you just say, "Hey, they're 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 being wild. Hey, 
Those guys had too much to drink. Don't worry about it. We're here to watch the game. The lady like I think I've, I th- was there. I think I've the lady too- saw an opportunity to to. She was looking for a reason to get in somebody's face, and she got given her reason. Two reasons, I th- actually. I think I've been to like five games total at the new Cowboys Stadium, and I don't think I've been once without witnessing a fight. A couple times very close to me. Uh, previous time, I went to probably, I don't know, in the last five or six years of Texas Stadium, I went to probably ten games. And I, not only did I see altercations, confrontations, contentious situations, like I'm talking about, these were before the game even started. Oh, yeah. Uh, the OG this, this at is, Texas Stadium was great. This is people parking lot drunk two hours before the game. You know, the only sporting environment that I feel like I've had a positive experience every time I've gone. We were just saying, why do they coddle baseball? But like, I don't think I've ever seen anything too crazy at a Rangers game. No. In fact, I've seen people treated poorly just for trying to cheer and be normal because they were 50 years younger than the people three rows behind them in a game where no one was there. <laughs> it's like the opposite. It's like the, you know, it's very 817. Mm. I, man, I don't know. I, I would much rather my kids see some boobs than hear some guy calling a ref an F and C. I also agree with that. You know? Like, yeah, given the choice, yeah, I'd much rather uh, show off lady than uh, drunk dude who I've sat in front of multiple times at the few Spurs Mavs situations that I've been to. Like those that like those are hard situations. Like it was hard enough for me to ignore as a grown man. Now you have my kids with me it would be even harder to ignore dude who is belligerent and yelling six inches behind you i do i do think there is some threshold though like i think a quick flash in the crowd is one thing but if she's just like leaving them out and kind of you know flipping the nip and tweaking and stuff and flopping around you've got a time threshold then 10 seconds yeah i just think that it gets to a point where it's like all right look Come on, uh, put your tits away, please. It's okay that my kid got a sneak peek, but he's getting the full show yeah, here. Yeah, it's too s- much. At some point, it becomes, it, it goes from like, hey, this is a fun, like I'm doing a fun thing, like I'm streaking, to it's like a weird kind of sexual thing where I'm like. So, do you yeah. think it's? Do you think it's? It's a. You've made a great decision at the Supercross in the very top uh, level of the supercross when you go to confront said woman who has r- revealed her bosom uh on behalf of your child's innocence and when you return to sit next to your child you have approximately four or five beers <laughs> worth of liquid in your hair and on your person because you were walking away and somebody what's uh what's uh back to the future Marty McFly called you chicken. Yeah, you can't call him chicken, or he's going to turn around. And somebody said the equivalent of chicken to that young lady. That's and the she problem. Was like seventy five percent of the way back down the stairs, came back and, up, and came back up, and not only came back up, but like jammed the clutch and slammed it into fifth gear. Yeah. At which point she had a decent amount of liquid thrown on her and now she's got to go face her 10-year-old child and be like, 
look. <laughs> Why go back into None the of conflict? that was okay. So, None of that was okay. So I was trying to figure out just how long this whole scene was going on, but the only videos I'm finding are 30 seconds long, like the main do the, one. Do the unedited one. It goes on a little bit longer. I don't, she, she, what does she, it look like? Uh, well, they're they're boobs, and they have oh, like what does the beginning the of the video look like? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I did set that up. I did that on purpose. I was hoping you good job, Jason. But like, where do I find it? Because I'm just uh, trying to figure out. Because I just saw the end Twitter. of it. Twitter.com. But regardless, you know, I mean, do I want my daughters behaving in the way that the younger, more uh, confident lady did? I prefer not to. However. In the grand scheme of the world, especially given the setting, to your point, Brad, it's not that big of a deal, Dude, and it certainly is not at a supercross. The that, very that, top, the very top. You're not, in not the top just, top row of a supercross. Like they can lean the, back in the walls behind them. Yeah, the wall is behind. I'm talking like touching the roof at Reunion Arena. Like, yeah, like it's that high up there. Yeah. And the woman exposing herself had a 32 ounce glass of of beer that was like, you know, almost all the way empty. And surely that wasn't her first one. What? Like, who? It's not worth a conflict. Who Did are she, you that thought you were going to go up fifty stairs? She does one of these with them at one point, and she just Pushes leaves them, them out. <laughs> okay. She just leaves them sitting out and drinks her beer with like him, them just sitting out at one. And so I think she does go over over the threshold where I'd be like, no, Dude. nobody. I don't think I'm I'm all that concerned with her behavior. I'm concerned with the reaction. Like nobody is ever concerned with what somebody did to Rashid Wallace. They're always concerned with Rashid How Wallace. How Rashid re- reacted. Re- reacted. And the Rashid Wallace in this situation, she... She went way too far. It was yeah. a disproportionate reaction. I mean, the best thing to do, here's the thing. The best thing to do, like I said, is downplay it. And because you can't you can't start a conflict and then say, Oh, my kid. You just started a fight in front of your kid. Or just so you, leave. You've lost you've lost the ability. Yeah. Just or, leave. Just, you know, you know the what? solution is just say, Hey, don't worry about that. You know? It's kind of gross that like there's a bunch of younger dudes like cheering her and stuff. Yeah, like I could do weird. without all that, you know. It's, it's weird. I yeah. would use that as an opportunity to tell my kid, "Hey, guys that act like that, don't date them." Yeah. I might look, smile, giggle to my buddies. I might even give her a <laughs> thumbs up, but I'm, I'm done with it. I'm not going to sit there and cheer like I'm waiting things. for Springsteen to come back out and do 10th Avenue Freeze. Like only, we're, I'm going to move on with my life. The only lesson I would have tried to impart to my children is what you've just witnessed is called kicking a hornet's nest <laughs> okay what you've just seen here did you notice how that young lady was by herself okay i'm not telling you that you always need to go with the crowd what i am telling you when when you look at the numbers and it's 1v40 you probably need to make some some better decisions as it as it pertains to just overall outcome. Think you pick your battle. Yeah, pick your battle. Think about what the outcomes are going to be here yeah. when you go 1 verse 40. Like you're going to go up here and become one of the greatest orators ever and convince all 40 of these people that a bad thing has been done and everybody's going to calmly and rationally apologize to you for the sensibilities and naive nature of your child being compromised. At Supercross? 
at Supercross in Anaheim. Well, I thought it was dark Vegas. outside. No, it's it was Anaheim. Well, it's okay. dark outside, and everybody's cups are empty. Like that's you kicked a hornet's nest. You threw rocks at the wrong tank. You like that was you just you should have minded your own business. And yes, I'm sorry that there are people out there that are willing to act like that. Did you see the gentleman who then was a part of it? And did you, right when she turned her back, he threw his beer on her too. See, but he then he, then he pulled up his shirt and he said, <laughs> "Go, go T I T S S." <laughs> All right, now go, that guy, I want to know more about him. I'm, I'm interested titties. in him a little bit now. He might be uh, he might be an important player in this entire situation. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me to disagree. I just would keep it to myself. Like I said, downplay it. You know, like just move. You know, be cool. I, I want those things to not be a big deal. So the proper play is to not make a big deal out of it. I'll send you all the uncensored version after the show. Like you see her walking up. <laughs> like you're, you're a reasonable human being who's on like step four. Where she like she's clearly got to walk past you, right? You're sitting above her, and you've seen that somebody has flashed the situation, and you look at her and you're like, "Look, I understand why you're doing what you're doing, but I also think it's a hundred percent crazy that you're doing what you're doing." Yeah, in on the behalf of your child. In the world of Twitter, just now, seeing if I could find a longer video, I saw several people comment that just said, uh, hey, lady, read the room. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just read the room. Know your surroundings. She should have felt pressure to get the snow cone and just been like, okay, get the snow cone. Right. right. Uh, Ryan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you, Ron. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm good. I, if I wanted to no, see no, those. I, dude, I see you winking. I get it. I'll, I'll I, I really don't. If I no, no, to I know. Those, I understand. Gonna, We're on the show, yes. I'm going to watch Molly, it. Molly, he doesn't want it. I, I that's you. not I'm I'm no no I it's okay I got you don't worry let's just cut this part out I'm not here for the objectification of women any further than has already happened so you didn't why do are it. you doing the roll the dice that I don't understand my this. hands are to the yeah. sky okay. flat palms to Jesus huh it's weird it's weird human dads tell Type your mom X. to listen. Uh, we have been going. Anybody got anything else? Uh, I do want to do. I want to get back on schedule. I want to hear Rylan. This is for future episode, but Rylan's Chicken Minute. I've missed that. I have watched some have shows right and now. movies. I'd like to talk about with you guys because, uh, you know, that's that's what I do. So maybe we can get get into that when we come back. I know. Oh well, no, actually, we won't miss many shows because of. Uh, well, we'll be we'll be back soon. We'll be in touch. Yeah. The uh, I don't Jason, have a lot are you, of. Are you still traveling? Chicken this content. Week? Yeah, I am. There's not a whole lot of chicken to. There was a big. To... There was a. There was a moment in time where there was a lot of chicken content. And look, the Chicken Minute news desk is at the ready to respond. But Can as, as of right now, our editors are, are are saying to sit back and let the content come to us. So that's what I've got doing. an assignment for you. I heard uh, the the king came out with a new. Fried chicken sandwich. Oh, I don't do the king. I don't. I don't the eat. King there. is underrated. I'm just don't gonna. Yeah, go he's right. That. It's terrible. He's right. No, no. The flame world has got something. I don't understand how. So there was a time, and there's still a time for a lot of people that McDonald's is just like, <laughs> Ugh. are you kidding? You would eat McDonald's outside of breakfast. 
outside never of felt that way. But I think somehow that's now like transported itself to Burger King and no, see, McDonald's just... is on this wave of like, are you kidding me? Like you have to understand that the the place that McDonald's holds in the community. McDonald's is like good, bad, like Taco Bell Mexican pizza type level to a lot of but people. But you're drawing the line at Burger King? For no, I just don't bad? think Burger King has anything to offer. You know, it was always Whopper, a big... The Whopper's it's, good. And the onion ring really... Whopper is good. The onion ring with the, the zesty sauce? You ever get are, you, are you guys going to make... Do I'm going to go double get a, challenge you. Do I need to go I'm get a Whopper? challenge you to get a Whopper and challenge you to get a, a Burger King fried chicken sandwich okay. here in the future. You know, I can't all turn down. Next show. I can't back down from a fast food challenge. I happily go get a Whopper. I haven't had one in a couple of years. Probably. I've eaten and... at Burger King twice in my life. I can tell you exactly where and when each time. There used to be a Burger King right directly across from Louisville High School. I started many a day by praying that the line would hurry up so that I could get to school on time. Your croissant breakfast sandwich? Yeah, the croissant witch. Isn't that what they called it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or the French toast sticks? No, I want. I don't want to like let that McDonald's slander go without mentioning that their breakfast is top tier fast oh, food yeah. breakfast. Oh, I yeah. just want to make that clear. Yeah, and I want to. I want to supplement that by saying that McDonald's as a whole fills a necessary lane in the fast food mm-hmm. landscape, and that. It's part the only, of the community. The only you, reason people hear what I said. It's the only reason the, the, only, the only reason people started shitting on it was because of supersize me, which was a ridiculous concept to begin with. Because this dumbass ate the same shitty food every meal for a month or whatever. No, what he did, Rye, was he ate at McDonald's every meal for a month, and if they offered him to supersize it, he would always say yes. That That's, was part that, of the bit. That then he's he's double he's he's a, he's a double idiot. And then he's like, "Oh, I gained a lot of weight." Well, no shit. Did I, I was did I was right in college when that happened, and all the like trying to be smart people that were in college and are like, "Well, I'm in college now, so I got to act like I know some shit." They'd be like, "Can you guys believe that? Have you seen this?" Me like, and Jason you, were just what you think was going to happen? Yeah, hey, we they paid me to go, bro. I profited. I was. Have I, was I told y'all the story about how I profited from Quad college? See, Jason was, was over was at six thirty-five in Skillman. I was at a thunder. I was a thunder duck. Yeah. Daryl yeah. Royal paid me to go to A and M. Jesus Christ! Now, how about that? How about that? Uh, Texas is back, people. Now, um, listen. It's Not no technically Daryl Royal, but he was on the interview. It's no Wendy's, and let's just make that very Dude, clear. I know I shit on you, but that's kind of yeah. jokingly. We've got a long, like, decade-long Twitter history of me uh, <laughs> elbowing you in the ribs about Wendy's, but I don't hate Wendy's. I really don't. It's just Dude, it's not high enough on the list for me to go there very often. The Wendy's burger, I'm telling you, juice factor. It's and, a good burger. I'm not. It's, yeah. a, it's a good. Go I'm, ahead. I'm coming clean. right. I'm coming clean right now, Jason, about Wendy's. Thank you. I don't. I, knew you were. I just. But it's your ranking that's the issue. It's not. Well, the, but it was a fast food ranking. For the record, it was okay. a fast. It wasn't like a that's true. greatest burger of all time. And that's I'm on me. Saying. I like to make fun of my friends online. That's that's on me. <laughs> okay. I Hold think on, Brad, Brad, Brad. Brad has, has something, something to say. say. Brad has something to say. He's raising his hand. Go ahead, Brad. The floor is yours. Thank you. Um, <laughs> as a father of daughters, as a father of daughter, oh, of a daughter. Go. Here we go. Girl um, dad. Hashtag. Yeah, as a girl dad, as somebody who wants to be sensitive to uh, issues as it pertains to diversity, inclusiveness, uh, equity, all of the things, I, I want to say that I do think sometimes Wendy's gets a bad rap because it has 
uh, a female icon as its representation. You think so? <laughs> you think that's okay. the issue? And I don't hey, think that's right. This is okay? no place for your think piece. Yeah. So I, okay. in, in, in an effort to be inclusive, understanding, and an ally. Oh, okay? here we go. The, now, now. Boy, go ahead. I, I have to... <laughs> look, have scratching to, his neck and looking <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> I have to be willing to grow. I have to be willing to listen. I have to be willing to have the tough conversations and make some different decisions, right? You bastards. You put me through this for years. And everyone jumped on and was like, they're right. Oh, you're, you're an idiot. This guy likes Wendy's because they all, they all love <laughs> they all you, They all came too. coming. They, they heard, so I heard well, Rylan and Brad think it's a bad idea. I guess I do, too. I heard what you said, Jason. And, I, and upon reflection, I said, let me give it a shot. And I'm here to tell you that within the last three months, I've probably had Wendy's like three times. And my menu item of choice has been the cheeseburger. I say no lettuce or tomato. Give me pickles and onions, mayo and ketchup. And I'm here to tell you, I am very happy with the choices that I make when I go to Wendy's. And I am here to tell you that I think... That Wendy's, as a representation of uh, a franchise icon or a franchise mascot, logo, brand identifier, whatever you want to call it, I think she's worthy, and I think her hamburger belongs in the fast food conversation. And so I'd I'd like to tell you, Jason, as somebody who's growing and trying to do better and trying to become more... Uh, the best of me. You were right. You should have written that in your notes app and screenshotted it and tweeted it. You disgust me. And I'll never forgive you for what you did. Neither one of you. So I guess I'm going to Burger King for the first time in 19 years. I love that we're supposed to believe that people are more willing to accept a burger place that has a clown as their mascot. (laughs) A clown. Than a a a human being. A clown representative (laughs) Of a monarchy, who <laughs> a burger monarchy, and who and, wears a crown and what like 16th century tights with? <laughs> with but did a, you see that touchdown he scored when he was with the Vikings? That was <laughs> that Island, was impressive. How do, you, how do you feel about Jack in the Box? Oh my gosh, I don't remember i don't think that i've ever actually been to jack in the box but when 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 our first kid was born i'm sure like surely i've had jack in the box once or twice i think i had jack in the box on uh uh over by ut campus in high school one time but anyway just real uh, quick it's not like we said hey rylan have you seen memento (laughs) okay (laughs) why look i get it that you didn't see Memento in 1999. Okay, I understand that you weren't watching the Matrix director's cut, probably like Jason and I did multiple times. Okay, true. I get that. My roommate loved the Matrix, so I actually saw the regular cut like 40 times. But the idea that you've never been to Jack in the Box—I can't say never, but I can also say that I've never set out on my own to go there. If I've been. It was incidental. I think I might have, like I said, gone one time 
when I was in high school across campus from UT there where the old Tower Records used to be, RIP record stores. Jason, how many pounds of potato wedges do you think you've had? Well, uh, here's the thing. I've probably eaten 2,000 Jack in the Box tacos in my life. Yeah. Easily. I, Nine, do you remember? Do you, were were you ever a fan of the Jumbo Jack when it used to be ninety nine cents? Dude, I would destroy a Jumbo Jack and four tacos after a long night all I, the time. I don't know if my guy is listening, but my guy George, uh, we used to hit up the Jack in the Box right down the street from our first student housing apartment. Uh, two Jumbo Jacks each, a dollar ninety eight. Come home in time for the midnight uh, sports center. And sit there and finish off a few more and eat our two jumbo jacks each and watch some highlights. It what was like, night. it was like, uh, I, I, there's not a, I don't think there's a feeling that I could produce in my current life that would rival how good. And I'm not one of these people that looks back and it says, dude, when you're young, it's so great. Or like the college, the good old days are so great. But that fe- that end of night feeling of going through that Jack in the box yeah. drive through and walking in the door at 1202 and hitting power on the TV, just as sports center was firing up. I'm okay. telling you, I feel, I feel Listen, that we've gotta I mean, fix this. you got to know that hits me. I feel that, but I mean, we, I've, we, I've just always been such a Whataburger person. I guess it's just never really we got to fix it. I think we've got. Here's what we need to do. You have to go to Burger King, but we have to do Jack in the Box too. And I, we need to give you the order. We got to go Jumbo Jack. We got to go Taco. I'm trying to drop like five or six pounds right now. You, <laughs> got, you guys are just giving me so much. Hope. Here's, here's what, what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out right now how to drop like five or six pounds and still drink the same amount I normally do. <laughs> and you guys are giving me all this homework that is not going to help. First off, I think it's cute that five or six pounds is going to be impactful to you. That's it's awesome. More, what must no, that it's just there's like, a uh, you know what like I, mean? I shave and I lose five pounds. No, you know how it is. You know how it is. You go up five and down five and up five and down five. And no, I, I go that, up and I'm twenty seven. I need that middle point. I need the middle point seven down twelve up thirty six. No, I need the middle point to be one eighty three or below. And right now the middle point's like one eighty eight, and that's a problem. Yeah, totally. Can't let, me too. Can't let scope creep. No, me too. Uh, my, <laughs> here's my only problem with endorsing Jack in the Box. I haven't had it certainly regularly in forever, and just in general, I, I, the last time I probably had it was like five years ago. And I'd hate to be like, "Oh, Jumbo Jack is great." Oh no, it's not good. We're not setting this up to be delicious. But also, but I think it's probably changed. It has. The one by our house is trash. Like, don't don't ever go. To, that one is. Complete I'll tell you garbage. what, though, that is working in their uh, favor. Oh, yeah, right at Arapahoe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is that it's become very apparent that their menu choices and combo choices and special things they run is very much trying to say, yep, we're Jack in the Box. Stoners love us. It's legal, it's legal most places now. That's who we are. So, Can at I least in terms confession? of the way I like to eat snacks, that's kind of a positive. Like, yeah, I'm that's interested. Your thing. They're, they're catching my interest now. Yeah. Can I make a confession? Sure. I'm not truck guy anymore. Yep, SUV right? guy. I'm SUV guy. One of the things that's I like about this SUV is navigating tight quarters and parking spots is a lot easier than full-size truck guy, okay? And Jason mentioned the the Jack in the Box buyer house and I had the inclination to go try Jack in the Box shortly after I got the truck. 
And I have a confession to make that I pulled through that parking lot and surveyed the turn yeah. on that drive through and I You're said, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. Now, right now, after two and a half years of driving the truck, I could figure it out. But that day when I probably only had the truck for a couple of months, I did not have confidence in my ability to navigate that drive through And I just want to share that with the group. And hopefully, you know, nobody's going to doubt my, my driving skills. Uh, and I think that it's okay to be vulnerable with you guys and share that that's yeah, what happened. We're bros. But, but had had I f had more confidence that I could make it through that drive through unscathed, I would have had Jack in the Box more recently than I've had. Yeah. So there's one down. Just go down Jupiter. There's a brand new one down there. Where? Like down past Buckingham, over in that area. Is it? It's yeah. new. It's a new one. Yeah. I can't place it, but it's, I'm sure I drive down there like almost every day. So I'm sure as soon as I drive by, I'll be like, oh yeah, that one. Have you ever gone to that place that serves the the spaghetti with the chicken? It's like a <laughs> macaroni grill. I don't. No, no, no. It's a fast food place, and it's uh, like, uh, is it uh, like in a drive-through? Yeah, it's a, it's really popular. Spaghetti with chicken. <laughs> yeah. What's happening right now with the show? Take Off us, take us, take us out, Brad. Yeah. We can't. <laughs> Take us out. We're talking about chicken. Hold on, I'm, I'm, my interest are peaked. Chicken. Yeah, it's, called Jolly, it's called Jolly. It's called Jolly Bee. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, the one I I've only seen the one I think over in Plano, and they've got like yeah, a line out to the damn service road. I for yeah, some they, reason thought Jolly Bee was like uh, Korean fried chicken. It's Filipino food, and they do okay. spaghetti. I got a buddy. Fried chicken. Oh. Do we need to do the chicken minute with your buddy's restaurant where somebody else can get some free pub? Uh, no, no, no. He doesn't own it. He's just Filipino. But if you know Filipinos, you know he probably knows a guy who knows a guy who knows Wait a guy a that Did owns one. Did we just mention Jollibee's and Jason said it's Filipino and you said, I know a Filipino guy? That's what you're saying? I'm telling you. you do you know any Filipinos? This is how they roll. I guarantee they're, they they're do. Squ they, 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 know, up, they all know each other. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely do. Yeah. I used to play basketball with a Filipino guy. Yeah, this and is totally every sincere. time I would mention any other Filipino, he would know him. Every yeah. time. He'd be like, oh, I know Philip. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I, I rep. I rep hard for uh, for those folks. So anyway, I'll ask my buddy what he thinks about it. Spaghetti and chicken. I had no idea. Yeah, they got spaghetti. Not It's not together, but they serve them both at the restaurant. You get a fried chicken. You get a spaghetti. They serve uh, this thing with rice and like eggs on top of it. It's all fast food. All right, guys. Well, I feel like that's probably good enough. We're sitting at an hour and some change here. I'd like good to work. thank you for, for joining us for a Wine Dads episode. That was um, fun. Everybody, uh, go get some more red wine in your life. Um, we are, Did we decide we are recording next week? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out offline, but if, yeah. I'm just making sure we're recording to tell people that they can expect a show next week. Yeah. Uh, for Brad, for Rylan, for Jason, uh, human dads, tell your mom to listen. Holler at y'all next time. Bring over some bread. Oh, yeah. Bring over the bread. Seriously. Tell your mom. 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 Tell your mom to listen. Tell your mom to listen.